You're listening to Special Programming, sponsored by Making Moves Life Coaching Services. The content of Veterans Affairs Plus does not reflect the views or opinions of Public Radio KUNV, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Good morning. This is Veterans Affairs Plus. I'm Dave Washington, your host. show is sponsored by Making Moves Life Coaching Services. Wow, already it's February, Tony. February. I want to say happy birthday to my wife, who's celebrating her birthday this month, as well as a good friend, Ray Feaster. And congrats to my cousin, who just got married. Hoo-hoo-hoo, Stephanie. Good for you. Hey, look, also, check out Monday through Friday, Kev and the Queen show. Check them out. They have a hot show. Get you get you juiced up early in the morning. Appreciate you, Kevin. Uh, today we have uh, several guests. The first one will be Mr. Tony Marshall. We'll also have members of Valley View uh, Golf Club. That's uh, President Cynthia Mercy and VP Ray Atkinson. And um, looking forward to working with them. And also our final uh, guest today will be Mr. Nathan Amagon of of uh, a special app that he has he's going to discuss with us and give us some information on it. So with that, I'd like to start off, of course, by expressing condolences to several uh, members of our community's family. Mr. Tony Williams, longtime former constable and usher at Evergreen, passed away recently. Just want to acknowledge and express condolences to his family. And to those families who lost loved ones at that tragic uh, multi-casualty traffic accident. Very sad and our prayers to those families. And then finally to Deacon Lonnie uh, Roden, to his family on the loss of his son most recently. So condolences to all those folks. At this time, again, this is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and more. We have Brother Tony Marshall. Tony, Tell us what's going on over over at the post uh, first of all, because I have I just went by and I saw some differences that I saw inside uh, the facility. Okay, first of all, I just like to say good morning and congratulations to the Washington football team who are now the Washington Commanders. <laughs> the okay? Commanders, looking for great things. Uh, anyway, I'm Tony Marshall and I am the service officer representative for both the Veterans of Foreign Wars and the American Legion Post Ten. Uh, let me just hit on the VFW for just a minute, mm. and uh, we'll get back to the uh, post tent. Anyway, um, we have we are a new organization, a new organization, but a new post uh, mm. just started just before the pandemic. Uh, post one two one nine eight, and I'd like to say congratulations to all of those young members. We have members from Af- Afghanistan, Iraq, Desert Storm, and of course Vietnam. And uh, right now we are on slate to be. Two years in a row, All-State and All-American posts. So congratulations mm-hmm. to those folks. Mm-hmm. American Legion Post 10. Well, as uh, Dave was just saying, there are some changes going on over there. Um, we're trying to uh, reinvent the post uh, inside and out. Uh, first of all, we're, we're doing a lot of renovations inside, uh, painting, uh, upgrading uh, 
the bar bar area, bathrooms, everything. And also upgrading the rules and regulations that we're uh, governed by. Mm. First mm. of all, we'd like to just, just let you know, American Legion, Post 10, is a nonprofit veteran organization. And we're set up basically to serve the veterans and their families in the community and the community. Um, but most importantly, you need to understand that it is a membership organization and we are there to provide to the community through our programs, uh, our programs set up for uh, youth activities, scholarship programs, uh, working with our seniors and veterans. And we just want to get it out to the public that we are not the local bar. Mm -hmm. uh, I think this is very important because most folks think that we're just another place to hang out. Mm -hmm. But again, like I said, we're there to serve our veterans and make our canteen a safe and wholesome environment for the veterans and their families. Right. My job um, is the service officer for uh, both American Legion Post 10 and VFW Post 12198. I am there to serve as a benefits counselor mm -hmm. as well as the person who uh, provides services for those guys who need disability benefits as well. And I'd just like to say those benefits or my services are free. Mm -hmm. Due to the reorganization, we've had to make some some changes. And, um, and let me ask you this, Tony. So the VFW, the new one you guys have put together, so where is it domiciled at? Are they going to be there at the at the American Legion? Well, we we originally started at the American Legion. Okay. Uh, but due to the post-pandemic, uh, uh, mm -hmm. uh, the post had to make a lot of changes. They were closed a lot of times. So we had to move the meetings uh, over to uh, the Leatherneck Club, which meets on uh, Spring Mountain, 4360 West Spring Mountain Road. Mm -hmm. uh, Wednesdays, every Wednesday, uh, every third Wednesday at 630. Um, it was a most unfortunate move because, as you know, we are trying to bring some diversity into the, the into the organization, right. and we, we've done extremely well. I just want to say we've done extremely well in getting that accomplished. Mm -hmm. um, again, my services are available now that we have uh, made some changes in in post ten. I'm available on Thursday and Saturday, and. Um, doing a, a emergency situations or situations that uh, I, I can work around. But basically, Thursday and Saturdays from 1 o'clock. But you have to call for an appointment. And that number is 301-537-9465. Now, I'm sure some of you have Googled this on uh, <laughs> Facebook, trying to find a service officer, and you've come up with my email address. And you send me emails and texts and all of that. Please don't. Uh, <laughs> we, we need to talk. So so give me a call. Give me a call and uh, we'll we'll find out what you need and get you set up with an appointment. But it's by appointment only. So, Tony, once again, give our listening audience some indication of the kinds of things you do as a service officer. What are the kind of services that are available for our, for our veterans? Well, like I said, my major function is... Uh, providing all of the necessary paperwork to get your disability claim started or uh, proceed. If you've already filed a claim, I, mm -hmm. can, I can help you continue that claim. Because as you know, the VFW is one of the only groups that will follow your claim and provide a 
service officer to be with you mm-hmm. throughout your claim process. Okay. So that's ba- my basic function. But I also deal with uh, death situations or if you need information on how to get your paperwork done for death information mm-hmm. uh, as far as uh, funeral services, uh, the paperwork you need to get your benefits as a uh, survivor. And I also provide information on aid and attendance. Okay, if you have mm-hmm. a, a family member, a veteran family member who needs that attendance, I can provide the paperwork as well. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay. Very good. I mean, that's a that's a busy job, and, and uh, I can tell you on behalf of all those veterans who have made contact with you, we appreciate it because I know it's one of those volunteer type positions and people think that when you when you do certain works that you're doing it for money and some is just your passion to help your own uh, uh, colleagues who have gone through in some cases traumatic incidents while serving in the military well just just to let you know um, the reason I'm doing this now was because in 1999 I was pulled aside Mm -hmm. by a service officer in uh, Boise Idaho post 63 I'm very proud of that and uh, got tested for PTSD and immediately put into a program. I was in bad shape. Right. I was in really bad shape. And once I began to see the light, mm-hmm. I decided at that point, and I think it was about 2003, mm-hmm. that I said I would do this. I would help as many veterans as I possibly can well, not to go through what <laughs> I had gone through from 1970 to 1999. Well, once again, we appreciate your service. And give that number again, Tony. And, and, and again, we appreciate you coming on the air for us again. Okay. You can, reach, you can reach me at uh, 301. That's, of course, a Maryland Redskin number. Uh, 301-537-9465. 301-537-9465. All right, Tony. We appreciate you. And we'll look forward to having you back on the air in another month or two. Because we, we appreciate the updates. Thanks, man. Good morning once again. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I'm your host, Dave Washington. Folks, on the line we have Miss Cynthia Marcy, and she's the president, as I had mentioned before, uh, of Valley View Golf Club, and also Mr. Ray Atkinson, the VP of Valley View Golf Club. Cynthia, tell us a little bit about who you are, and the same with you, Ray. Cynthia first. Okay, well, my name is Cynthia Barsis, as you've already said, and I'm the president of Valley Golf Club, and I am a golf enthusiast. Um, I came to know about Valley View by um, attending a golf tournament for women in Florida mm-hmm. with the Sisters Across America, and there I met uh, a number of Valley women who played with Valley View, and so when I relocated to Vegas, then that was my connection. Okay. But golf um, was a venue for me for my career. Because when I was um, working, I was the first African-American female that was a regional personnel director for, at that time, the Office of Personnel Management. And my peers were all white males, and they really didn't have time for me. So when we had our first golf tournament um, at Cog Hill, I didn't play well, but I was able to play and drink beer, and that opened up a door for me. And it's been... uh, it's been an eye opener on many levels, but especially professionally, it has opened up some doors for me. So, Great. golf then became my lifeline. Yeah. And how, how long have you been a member, of Valley View? 
I became a member of Valley View in 2011. Okay. All right, Ray, tell us a little bit about you, my friend. Well, uh, uh, yeah, David, you, as you, you know, uh, I mean, I'm a longtime resident of, of the Las Vegas, and, uh, and I got into golfing uh, uh, shortly after I started to work uh, after getting out of college. I, of course, I did take up uh, as part of a PE thing I had at uh, at the uh, university uh, that uh, one of the first years uh, there, and uh, I learned you know some of the, about the game. But I also caddied as, as a young kid as well. So I, uh, that's how I really got uh, you know some idea how golf goes. But I, I didn't join. Uh, I, I worked uh, out in Henderson at the time, and they had their own association there, and uh, so I did not. Uh, even though I knew a lot of the Valley View uh, players back in the day. They, I, I didn't uh, join up with them because I was too busy with the with the club we had out there at work. And uh, but I did join after I retired. Uh, I've been a member of Bellevue since uh, uh, 2008. So when so where'd you go to school at Ray? Uh, I, I attended uh, UNLV there, and also uh, attended uh, UNR. I graduated from UNR. Oh, okay. In and uh, in, in engineering. So. Oh, excellent! Excellent. So tell me, what have you guys got planned? And either either one or both of you guys, in particular, uh, is there any kind of recruitment plan that you that you may have put together, particularly for the younger golfers? Because as I've been a member since I retired, it's been about fifteen years now, and I notice uh, the group is older and, and few younger young people coming in. So any any plan to do anything about that? Well, I'd like to say this is. This year, uh, we have a new tournament chair who is much younger, and that is a good start because he came up through Valley View. His name is Jabali Smith, and his peers are excellent golfers as here, and he is in, he now and his camaraderie are joining Valley View, which are much younger mm-hmm. and very accomplished golfers, which is, which is really good for us. The other thing is uh, one of the, our initiatives for this year is that we're going to have more member guests where each member is to go out and reach out and bring another guest in to grow our membership. So certainly with having a tournament chair that's much younger who has colleagues that he's invited to join, we think that that is one venue, not the only venue, that will bring in younger members. Oh, excellent. Anything to add to that, Ray? Yeah. Well, I, I think we had some programs where we uh, – I think we had a um, – well, we did have a meeting just recently last uh, Saturday – Mm-hmm. And we're planning on trying to have uh, uh, a few affairs where we would have uh, members bring guests with them mm-hmm. and, uh, and and work it out that way. Trying to you know uh, get some members that uh, uh, do uh, that technique. So, so are you saying that uh, having some functions outside of just golfing itself? Yeah, we talked about uh, having you know having dinner or something like that, or luncheon, that type of thing, and have the, you know have people getting guests guests in with them, and right. and uh, you know just play time with them. Yeah. Okay. All right, very good. So, what is the membership free fee and and the structure to to the organization, and how can folks join? So, our membership, our annual membership for Valley View, is fifty five dollars. And that $30 of the $55 is for your GED number. We also have an optional membership to Western States, which is an additional $45. Western States was an organization that was established early on to help trailblaze to gather um, African-Americans and clubs across um, the West 
clubs across west of the Mississippi to be able to have opportunities to play in certain places. And so that, that organization still runs on its own, and it kind of filters away where we network with other clubs in the area. So that so the initial cost to be a Valley View member is $55, and that's annually. Uh, and you can go to our website, which is www.valleyviewgolfclubnd.com. And we will have our membership form on there where you can complete it and mail your membership due into our P.O. box. Our P.O. box is picked up, and then we will contact you direct, and you will be on our mail on our email list. So you can get um, the information on the weekly plays, the tournament plays, and then also um, just information on how you can network with other clubs. We also encourage people who are traveling to contact some of the other clubs if they want to pick up a game. Just as people who come to Vegas um, contact us and say, we'd like to pick up a game and play here. Oh, excellent. Excellent. I think that uh, the things that you guys are planning is going to certainly help to increase that membership. And I'm going to do my part as a member to try to encourage young folks to join. And uh, I think it's fabulous. Now, what about the youth? I know that at one point we were doing some things for, for young golfers. Is that is that something that you guys are going to, going to reintroduce or do some work well, what, with? What we had in the past is we had a junior program within the club. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now, what we do, what we're planning to do is there are a couple of different um, people in the area who are mentoring and who are developing um, young people. And so, what uh, the focus right now that I'm having is that we work with those clubs to support them, you know, in any way we can. And it could be with donating items for them for the youth to play, mm-hmm. as well as a financial donation. But we currently are not going to be managing a youth program within our organization. So, so no management of of a youth program as it currently stands. But that is a possibility down the road, maybe. Yeah, not in the club, but we will we will support the the other two organizations. There are two people in the area. Like mm-hmm. There's Jim Hart and Larry Whitfield, right. who manage um, youth. And Jim Hart is a member of Valley View. And so we're working with them. I'm having meetings with them to talk to them about how, as a club, we can support them without trying to manage it individually in the club. You know, as you know, the members are are, are not young, and the younger members are working. <laughs> and so it becomes somewhat of a challenge to assign people to try to manage a group of kids. But what we want to do is to invite them to participate with them and have them come and play with us so that right. we stay engaged with the youth. All right. Very good. Well, once again, uh, Ms. Cynthia, our president, and Mr. Ray, our vice president of Valley View Golf Club, we certainly appreciate your time on air, and hopefully we will get some folks to consider joining. So thanks again. Can I make one final statement? Sure. Okay. What I'd like to say is joining Valley View is joining the family of golf enthusiasts who like to promote and enjoy the game of golf. We enjoy the banter of competition, the humbling thoughts of defeat, and the hearty laughter of camaraderie every week we play. Great. Just know that there's a place in our club for you at every level of your game. Very well said. Thank you, Cynthia. Madam President. Yeah. <laughs> All right, talk to you guys soon. Thanks again. Okay. Right. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you, Dave. All right, we'll talk to you later. Good morning, 
once again, this is Dave Washington on Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More with our engineer, Mr. Kevin Crawl. Appreciate you very much. As I mentioned, we would have several guests. Our next guest is Mr. Nathan Amagon of Good Works. Nathan, please tell us, our listening audience, a, a little bit about you and, and just you personally. Uh, thanks, uh, Mr. Washington. First of all, um, uh, to all the veterans uh, that follow your show, thank you for your service. Um, my name is Nathan Armigan. I am a co-founder and CEO of an online digital labor marketplace called GoodWorks. I'm originally from South Africa, Cape Town, South Africa, and I've been living in uh, Las Vegas uh, for the last 16 years. Uh, I guess I'll disclose to the to the listeners that I've been married to your, your lovely daughter for the last 18 of, uh, <laughs> of, of my time in the U.S. And so uh, I also get to uh, have the privilege of calling you father-in-law. Well, I'm going to pay you for that, Nathan. I, I trust that some <laughs> of my other veteran friends out there listening are going to rib me quite a bit on that. But uh, So tell us a little bit about that about that business app that you have. What, what, what's its function? Okay. And, and how, did, how, 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 did, how did you arrive there to begin with? Okay. So I was a general manager for several properties uh, on the Strip. And, um, you know, two of the main questions that I would get from uh, my team members were, one, can I get more hours? And two, can you get me a different, uh, another shift? Uh, both of those were very tough to do because, one, you know, we maintain a very, uh, you know, we, we, we managed our P&L. Etc. Very, very uh, closely, and then also to give people a different schedule meant bumping someone else. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's very difficult thing to do. And then I just realized that wait a minute, we created a marketplace because I'm sure that at any given time, we may not we may not have an opening for that person mm-hmm. or a different schedule for that person, but someone else, um, you know, elsewhere in the city, another company may have one. And so thought about having this, um, you know, building this marketplace mm-hmm. that connected businesses and workers in, in real time and really just breaks down some of that friction in the marketplace. And you know, especially for, you know, people who don't necessarily have the contacts and, and quote unquote, the juice um, in, in, to make those connections uh, um, within our hospitality industry, just giving people, um, you know, a seamless and convenient way to find extra income, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, control their schedule and then at the same time allow businesses to staff their their operations more dynamically. And so, uh, you know, what happened as, a, as, a, as an idea four years ago through God's grace finally, um, you know, blossomed into, um, you know, a business that is now live, um, apps are live with, with customers that are using it. So a, a person... Is a scheduling function. So, for example, a person can have another job, but they want to pick up, as you mentioned, some additional income. They can yes. go online and sign up. And, and how is that done? How is the sign up done? Yeah, so we have an app called Good Works. Let Good Work Find You. Mm-hmm. Uh, these apps are available. And let me spell Good Works because a lot of times people will look for it and they'll find Good RX and all <laughs> kinds of other things. So right. <laughs> it's G O D W R X. Uh, it's available on the Google Play Store as well as the um, Apple, uh, the iPhone App Store. So uh, people uh, can download those apps. It'll take about 10 minutes to uh, create a profile and then complete the onboarding process. 
And after that, essentially, the hard work is done. Uh, it really operates sort of like a gig technology platform where um, notifications for work, mm-hmm. um, et cetera, come, come to you right through the app. And so, you know, the days of having to go down into, you know, a, a, a ballroom and, and go to a job fair or, mm-hmm. you know, create, a, a, you know, many resumes and, and, and go down through, you know, sometimes a very laborious process of basically being replaced by, you know, simple technology and the apps are really easy to use. And at the same time, businesses have an app that they use to post these jobs and mm. we have an algorithm that matches people based on experience. Okay. So is there any age requirement to apply? Um, 18, um, you know, to accept the terms and conditions of the app, um, mm. et cetera, you have to be 18 years old. Now, some of our customers will require, um, you know, you know, especially in the casino environment, for you to be 21 plus in order to work at a job. But for mm. order to download and complete and uh, the onboarding process on our app, uh, you have to be 18. Mm. Okay. So you guys are pretty much local now or national, international? No, no. So we launched about a month ago okay. um, locally. Uh, mm. We're all from Las Vegas. And so this is where we are launching from. And our plan is to take this product uh, with some of the partners that we have, uh, take it nationally, and then you know who knows uh, potentially even internationally if, uh, if, if, the, if the conditions uh, are compatible with with our business model. Great, great. So, is there anything else you'd like to to share with our listening audience, and hopefully some of our veterans out there who are looking for some additional income that has talent in some of these fields that you have in the hospitality industry will be able to to go online and file and get some additional income. Yeah, absolutely. I guess in closing, I'll just say what we're trying to do, I, I think we're less of a business and more of a movement of like-minded individuals and, and organizations and partners that are trying to reimagine um, the gig economy and the future of work. A lot of times, you know, the gig economy asks you to make a decision, you know, get flexibility and increase income all get the rights of an employee mm-hmm. and the benefits that accrue to an employee mm-hmm. and, and the rights that, that, that workers should have. With us, we offer an and proposition. You can get the flexibility, the seamlessness of what these gig technology platforms provide and, you know, the benefits of being an employee and, you know, and, and the rights and the working conditions of, uh, of, of, of being an employee. And so we just view ourselves as a viable alternative to those other, you know, 1099 gig models where, you know, we feel like really we can, you know, in, in our small way, you know, mm-hmm. reimagine and create a different type of gig gig model that's less exploitative. Great, great. Nathan, I know that uh, you're involved as a mentor in the hospitality industry, considering uh, my engineers let me know we got a little more time. So uh, tell us a little bit about that program that you're involved with, because I think it's something that, that needs to be widely known by our community. Yeah, yeah. So um, I mean, I've done uh, both on a personal level with with several folks, especially people of color, who um, I've you know gotten the opportunity to work with um, and, and have used my you know uh, influence within the organizations that I've been in, mm-hmm. you know, whatever political capital I may or may not have, <laughs> to sort of help um, those individuals um, you know um, move up the ranks. You know, the biggest issue for us as, as people of color in these industries is really don't have the types of networks that others enjoy, and we don't have sponsorship, right? And so often times very many qualified people, you know, like us, who look like us, talk mm-hmm. like us, 
don't get those opportunities because we don't have someone at the very highest levels of the organization that says, hey, you know what, let's, let's pull this person up through the organization and, and, and let's take a chance. Let, not even take a chance, let's, let's, let's you know, create, a, you know, let's create more opportunities for them. I was fortunate enough to have an individual like that who, you know, who basically pulled me through the organization and, mm-hmm. and you know, made me one of the few GMs uh, of color, uh, black GMs, you know, I think that we've had in, in industry period. Um, so I've, you know, uh, tried to pay back that just through personal mentorship relationships. I'm also involved with an organization called the Epicurean Char- Charitable Foundation, which mm-hmm. is an organization that provides scholarship and mentorship to um, young people in Las Vegas looking to pursue careers in, in, in the hospitality industry. So I, we all get assigned mentors, uh, mentees that we sort of work with uh, to, you know, for a year. I was fortunate enough to get, uh, I guess, my mentee is a sucker for punishment, so she requested to have me for one more year. <laughs> so, uh, 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 you know, I, uh, yeah, but <laughs> why? But nonetheless, um, so it's a scholarship plus mentorship uh, with a very strong en- uh, focus on mentorship. You know, Excellent. making sure that we help share some of our experiences and prepare these young pe- men and women for for careers in management and uh, executive roles within uh, the industry. Outstanding, outstanding. Our uh, engineer and producer here, Kevin Crawl, he's he's not only an instructor here, but I know he runs, they run an internship program to assist people and teach them how to deal with this whole radio and uh, TV industry stuff. I mean, it's it's really cool when I when he showed me these boards that they work from. I'm like, man, I'm already confused just looking at it. But Nathan, uh, we certainly appreciate the time that you've brought to us, and hopefully it will be helpful to some of our members of our listening audience. So uh, keep up the good work. And one more time, uh, give us the app again. Um, you said it yourself, good work. Uh, so I think you, you, that was a nice setup for, for, for us. It's good works, G-O-O-D-W-R-X, let good work find you. Excellent. And uh, thank you for having me um, on the radio show, and uh, best of luck. All right. Thanks. All right, Nathan. Take care. Once again, this is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I'm Dave Washington, your host, until next month. And believe you me, before we knew it, here it is, February in 2022. Thanks, Kev.